take a journey with me into the unseen realm of the paranormal. See it through the eyes of a demonologist. You're listening to the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. It is June 7th, 2020, and we are just hours away from the tropical storm that's in the Gulf of Mexico to make landfall here in southern Louisiana. I am actually at the fire station right at this moment preparing for possible water rescues. Well, we hope we don't have any water rescues, but we're in a very rural area, so the possibility of that happening if a band of rain happens to sit on top of us for about an hour or two, it will cause major flooding in our area. All right, enough of that. So we're going to talk about the topic that we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about something that I get asked about all the time, and that is the full body apparition that was captured on episode three of Ghost of Morgan City. Was it real or was it fake? Stay tuned and you will find out. All right, so, man, I love that theme from Tales to the Crip. It brings me back to my childhood. That was such a great show. I wish they would actually bring that show back. Anyway, so the big question is, the full-body apparition that was captured on episode three, The Idlewild of Ghost of Morgan City, was it real or was it fake? It was absolutely 100% real. And I'm going to tell you this, from a paranormal investigator background for the past 15 years, I will tell you that that is what you would call a one in a million or once in a lifetime capture. Look, I know most paranormal investigators go out every single weekend and they will spend their entire career trying to capture something like that. And what is just absolutely amazing is the fact that it was captured on a television show, okay, where you are time restricted as far as having access to the home and the property. To be able to capture something like that is absolutely phenomenal. So I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory of the Idlewild itself. So the Idlewild is where... In the Civil War, it was actually the home where the very last surrender in the Civil War took place. And also, during the yellow fever pandemic, it was a makeshift hospital. Okay, so the full-body apparition, which we believe was actually Nurse Nerdoff, which was stationed at the Idlewild during the yellow fever pandemic. Now... The Idlewild itself has an amazing energy to it. First of all, it is an absolutely beautiful home. Look, when you think about the Southern charm, you know, everything about the Idlewild says, you know, the South 
Southern charm. You know, from the oak trees out front to the beautiful white columns in the front of the home and the home itself. You know, it truly is a jewel of the Deep South. It is part of history. The Idlewild is owned by Captain Caviar and his family. His mother actually lives in the Idlewild itself, and Captain Caviar lives in a house across the property. How we ended up getting called to the Idlewild in the first place was that there had been some jewelry that was missing out of Captain Caviar's mother's jewelry box. She makes handmade jewelry. And so they called 911. Police department came out there and made a report. Well, I think it was a day or two later, Captain Caviar was house-sitting the Idlewild because his parents were out of town. And as he opened the door, he saw a figure of some sort. Um, so he called 911. Well, the police department returned to the property. Again, they could not find anyone. So Chief Bo called us into the Idlewild to see if it was possibly paranormal-related. So when we get there, you know, again, I will say the energy there is absolutely phenomenal. You can definitely tell that there is a lot of energy there. And it's not necessarily a bad energy, really. It's, it's more of a, a busy body type energy. So we start investigating the Idlewild. And to give you a rundown of how we actually captured this full body apparition was right before... See, with a production team, you actually have to take a lunch break. The camera guys and the people that work behind the scenes, you know, it's, it's a job. So they actually have to take lunch breaks. Well, we do too as well. So we were actually at lunch when this all occurred, which is on, we were on the opposite side of the property by Captain Caviar's house. All right. It's probably about an acre and a half away from the actual Idlewild. Now, at that point in time, we knew exactly where everyone was. Everyone was across the property eating lunch except for Ben. Now, Ben and Sarah was inside the Idlewild right before we shut down for lunch, and they were doing an EVP session. Well, if you know Ben and you know his skeptical nature, and you know, which I guess kind of comes from his days of law enforcement working for the FBI. And not only that, Ben is a perfectionist. So Ben wanted to go to the ghost coach and go over and see if they actually captured any EVPs that him and Sarah was conducting right before we shut down for lunch. So all I could tell you is this. We're all across the property and the production crew has radios and we had a radio inside the ghost coach. And all of a sudden we hear Ben hollering over the radio, get over here right now, get over here. Now, look, we don't know if he hurt himself, whether this is some type of medical emergency or whatnot. We have absolutely no idea. So the casting crew takes off running across the property. Now, this is in the middle of the night, okay? And you actually have to cross a little... Well, it's, it's basically a big ditch, but they have this little um, makeshift uh, bridge going over the ditch, which actually divides the property and then also uses it for drainage. And um, look, we have no idea what we're about to walk into. 
And when we get to the ghost coach and I look in, I see Ben. Now, look, Ben is about 6'6", I would imagine. I'm six foot tall and I literally come up to his chest. I mean, this is a massive man, okay? And when I look into the ghost coach, he's sitting at the table and he has tears in his eyes. Now, again, I don't know if he hurt himself or what. I mean, the man's crying. Maybe something's wrong. Maybe it's a, it's a medical emergency of some kind. And the words that he says is, you guys are not going to freaking believe this. So he, he tells everyone to sit down and he actually rewinds the tape. Now, at this point, I've come to the conclusion that, okay, we've actually captured something on the, the static cameras. Um, but, you know, look, never was I expecting what we actually captured. So I'm thinking maybe a piece of furniture moved or, you know, there was a, a big orb or something like that. So as he plays the footage and he prepares to show us, you know, I'm still, I'm not expecting to see what I am about to see. And when he plays the clip, I was absolutely flabbergasted, okay? I mean, here we are. We captured a freaking full-body apparition. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. And, you know, when you see our reaction on TV, that is, in fact, our first reaction what you see on TV is the very first time that anybody has saw the full body apparition besides Ben. And look, it, it was one of those moments that I will always remember. I mean, people were in tears. I mean, people were just absolutely just freaked out, really, to be honest with you. I mean, whoever would imagine that we would have caught a full-body apparition of what we believe to be Nurse Nardoff at the Idlewild, okay, filming a television show. And look, I get asked this question all the time. Is it real? And I always tell people, look, you have every right in the world to be skeptical about this because I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. Coming from a paranormal background, if I was watching this on television... I would second guess whether it was authentic or not because it is such a spectacular and rare capture. All right. So look, anybody that tells me that they're skeptical about it, look, I completely understand 100%. But I will tell you right now, you know, I will put my reputation on the line and say that what you've seen on Ghost of Morgan City, Episode 3, The Idlewild, was absolutely 100% genuine. It was as real as real can get. Come on over to Cajun Hut Jewelry and check out our new online store. Each piece is unique and handmade. Each piece of jewelry has something about it that says it's one of a kind. So please come and stop by at Cajun Hut Jewelry and check us out at jeremyleonard.net. But we're going to dive just a little bit deeper into this. So look, if you know Ben or if you've seen Ben on the show, then you know that Ben is very skeptical by nature. 
So it wasn't enough for Ben to be able to witness in of this capture of this full body apparition. Look, he wanted to do his detective work to make sure without a doubt that in fact, what we captured was a full body apparition. As I stated before, we knew exactly where everyone was at the time of the capture. Everyone was uh, completely across the property at Captain Caviar's residence eating lunch. Okay, now with that being said, after we captured the full body apparition, look, I was sold, right? And I think I even said it on the episode. I'm sold, you know? I mean, at that moment, I remember thinking, wow, I mean, what are we going to do the rest of the show? I mean, how can you top that? But in fact, I think that actually capturing that so early in the series actually set the tone for the rest of the episodes. I mean, look, guys, Morgan City area is exploding at that time with paranormal activity. You know, you got to think about it. It has all of the elements for a paranormal supernatural gumbo, if you will. I mean, you have water, all right? So we know that moving water creates friction, which is an energy source for spiritual activity. Not only that, you have the old Spanish trail that has a lot of history that ran straight through the property. Look, the old, the Sp old Spanish trail actually went straight through the property of the Idlewild. Okay, not only that, there had been voodoo that has taken place on that property at some point in time. As you can see in the episode where I find the box containing um, voodoo stuff. All right, now let's get back to Ben. So Ben had Sarah go to where the apparition was captured because we wanted to see if Sarah would look translucent like the full body apparition that we captured. Um, so Sarah went actually in that spot and walked across the security camera to see what it would look like as she walked by. Well, obviously you can tell that Sarah is a actual person because you cannot see through Sarah. And on top of that, you can hear Sarah's footsteps because there is audio that is hooked into the security cameras as well. So we were able to rule that out. Now, Ben didn't stop there because, again, Ben is very skeptical by nature. Ben literally spent the next several weeks dissecting every frame of footage from that capture. And, look, if you have not seen the full-body apparition on Episode 3 of Ghost of Morgan City, The Idlewild, all you need to do is go to YouTube and type in Ghost of Morgan City full body apparition and it will pop up and Ben actually does a very great job of doing a breakdown and actually dissecting the footage on YouTube. I think when you type in Ghost of Morgan City full body apparition that will pop up as well. Um, so guys he literally spent probably the rest of the time we were filming because it was always a topic that he would bring up. Um, of actually dissecting that footage. And I'm going to tell you, Ben Hansen tried every way possible to debunk that footage. And he was not able to debunk that footage. With a conclusive hypothesis, he was not able to debunk 
that footage. You know, and look, I mean, you're always going to have your skeptics your skeptics and look i mean there were some people that made comments and i think there's even one guy that posted a video or whatever trying to debunk it as again i will say this i will put my reputation on the line and say that that is a 100 percent genuine full body apparition absolutely without a doubt so you know again i will say this Coming from the paranormal background, I mean, what are the odds of that? When you really think about it, what are the odds of actually capturing something like that in hindsight? I mean, in, in everyday life, as I said before, you have thousands of paranormal teams that go out every weekend trying to capture hardcore evidence of the afterlife, such as what we captured on a television show, guys on a television show. I mean, I have to say we were at the right place at the right time. And to be honest with you, I thought that that would really get a lot of media attention when it actually aired on television. But in fact, it's like it really didn't. I have seen other shows that get a lot more publicity from a, a supposedly capture that was Nowhere near as solid as what we captured on Ghost of Morgan City. You know, I have to say this, you know, with Ghost of Morgan City, we have a lot of fans. If you go to our Facebook page, we have a Ghost of Morgan City group. It has almost, I think it's 11,000 and something fans. I mean, that's huge. There are a lot of TV shows, fan pages out there that have absolutely nowhere near that fan base. And one thing I could say about the fans of Ghost of Morgan City, they're very loyal and they're some of the best fans in the world. I mean, I absolutely love engaging with our fans, talking with our fans on the Ghost of Morgan City page. Uh, so if you would like to check that out, just go to uh, Ghost of Morgan City uh, on Facebook and we have a fan page, you know, give it a like and um, read some of the comments, you know, and on top of that, we have a lot of people, you know, one of the questions that I always get asked a lot is, is there going to be a season two of Ghost of Morgan City? Well, you know, look, we're under contract. So I am not able to say yes, and I'm not able to say no, you know, but I will say this, that with the uh, coronavirus pandemic, it really threw a lot of stuff out of whack, you know. Um, my advice is I'm not again, I'm not saying that we do and I'm not saying that we don't. But here's the thing. Let Travel Channel know, guys, if you enjoyed the show and you want to see a season two, your voice can be heard, you know. And if we're already getting a season two, well, guess what? It doesn't hurt to let the Travel Channel know that you have fans that absolutely love Ghost of Morgan City. I mean, look, for me, when I first got involved in Ghost of Morgan City. You know, one of the things that I was worried about is you hear all of these people talk, you know, about television shows, how producers ask you to fake stuff, they exaggerate things and whatnot. You know, so I was really concerned about that because I have created a very solid reputation for myself prior to being on Ghost of Morgan City and I did not want it tarnished you know, by being asked to do something that I wasn't going to do in the first place. Well, you know, 
I really was at ease whenever I talked to Sarah and Ben when we all arrived in Morgan City, and they felt the same way. You know, look, Ben has a very reputable um, reputation as well. I mean, he has a FBI background, you know, so we were very keen as a cast that we was not going to exaggerate anything or so on. And I will say this, you know, again, I will state my reputation on the line and say that we did not, you know, everything that you see on that show is 100% genuine. We did not over exaggerate anything. And just to give you an example of this. So, you know, you watch a lot of these other shows and they're using a K2 meter or a male meter. And when it goes off, you know, they're flipping out like, oh my God, did you see that, bro? You know, we didn't do that on Ghost of Morgan City because to be honest with you, from a paranormal investigator background, there's only so many times you can see a K2 meter or a male meter light up and, and get excited about it. So we found other ways to relate to the audience to let them understand what was going on. Because look, guys, you got to remember this. On When it comes to the paranormal, especially on television, you are hunting something and communicating with something that your audience cannot see, right? So you have to find a way to let your audience know what you're feeling at that moment, you know, when you're actually there. You know, if you're feeling something, the audience doesn't know. All they know is you say you feel something, you know, but you have to learn to do it in a genuine manner to let your audience know and feel what you're feeling without overdoing it. And I think we've done a really great job on that. And, you know, one last thing I would really like to say is this. I was, you know, when you get involved in something like this, you always wonder, well, am I going to get along with my cast? You know, that, that's a big thing. You hear all of these horror stories. I will say this, that I could not have asked for a better cast than Sarah and Ben. Look, it did not take me no time, you know, spending a little bit of time getting to know Sarah. You know, I knew Ben a little bit before. Um, and I knew right off the bat that we were going to do something special. And Sarah was absolutely phenomenal. Look, I worked with a lot of psychic mediums throughout the years, especially being in the field of demonology. And I've never been a big fan of psychic mediums. I'm going to tell you why, because I have seen a lot of so-called um, high-profile psychic mediums, you know, and I would bring them on a case and they would let me down every time. I would never tell them anything about the case. And, you know, so I didn't hold a lot of credence when it comes to psychic mediums. Well, Sarah almost changed all of that for me. You know, I have to say, this girl is gifted beyond belief. I mean, she would describe where we were going before we even got there. She would tell us, you know, absolute details of what the property looked like, what the home looked like, you know, what was, what was we looking for? And, you know, I will say this, we did not know. You know, the, cat, the, the production crew, they never really tell us anything. You know, we, we found out as we went, and that's exactly the way the show's done. But, guys, she's absolutely phenomenal, you know, and, and a wonderful human being at that. You know, and Ben Hansen, look, 
this guy's been around television for a long time, starting with uh, Factor Faith on the Sci-Fi Channel years ago. And the funny thing is, I remember sitting there watching every episode of Factor Faked. I absolutely loved Factor Faked. And, you know, to know that years later I would actually be working with Ben Hansen, I, I mean, it's, it was, it's absolutely a pleasure, man. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better cast, and I will say that over and over again, guys. So, look, if you have not watched Ghost of Morgan City, and there's a lot of people that haven't because, again, it was only eight episodes, um, and, you know, it was the first season. So there's a lot of people that when Travel Channel will actually do a rerun, I'll get a flood of emails or, and, or messages on Facebook saying, man, I just seen your show for the first time. It's absolutely wonderful. You know, you got yourself a new fan. Um, so if you have not seen Ghost of Morgan City, check it out, man. Check it out. It's a little bit different than most paranormal shows. And that's something that I would say that me, Sarah, and Ben are really proud of. It really stands out. It's very unique, you know, with Sarah and her passion um, and mine as well. You know, we, we did not only want to try to validate whether a home or a property was haunted. We wanted to help a, the trapped spirits be able to cross over. You know, that was important to us. And we were able to actually accomplish that on Ghost of Morgan City. So, look, guys, check it out. And also, look, say a prayer you know, for us here in the South today, if you happen to uh, listen to this podcast today, June the 22nd, I mean, uh, what is it? It's June the 7th of 2020. Look, all these days seem to run together for me. Um, you know, pray for us because we're literally just hours away from impact from a tropical storm. The weatherman says it's not going to be that bad, but I've heard that before, and it's been absolutely a disaster. So, guys, look, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. Again, look, guys, if y'all have a topic that you would like to hear me talk about, maybe it's about Ghost of Morgan City itself, look, leave me a message here and let me know, and I promise you I will do an episode on your topic. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Ghost I mean the Cajun the Cajun Demonologist podcast